Welcome to Kirby's Disc Golf World, the unfiltered, uncensored disc golf podcast where on the course conversations are brought to your ears. Your host, the Messiah we love to admire, Disc Golf Jesus, the one with all the holes in his game, Swiss cheese, and finally, the not so young anymore, JK Disc Golf. Fellas, how's the plastic been flying? Welcome to episode 108 of Kirby's Disc Golf World, guys. 108 episodes. Excited for wow. this one, actually. I think multiple you, Swiss, and I both said we're hyped for this podcast. This is the most disc golf I've consumed in well, sides of actually being live <laughs> that I've ever like actually been a part of. I feel like in the last few seasons is just like it's it's exciting. It's it is exciting. Nice. Yay. I'm a, I'm excited that you're excited. You want to know what I'm excited about? But you tell me why there's a fucking 30 behind you. Wow. We'll get there when we get there. What? <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. But the first thing I did want to talk about is Jesus and I actually went to a disc golf league. And honestly, I'm very impressed that I finally, I don't know, Inception. I don't know if it, I've actually never seen Inception, so I'm only making a reference <laughs> from a Rick and Morty reference. Of course you would, yeah. But, of course you would throw it out. What, what is it? What, well, I know it from Rick and Morty. Um, okay. I've been want, I've been like slowly trying to be like get these guys to come to leagues and try to experience like this other disc golf half that they've been saying that they're not wanting to be a part of and of course I'm not saying like they have to but I realized there was I had to like slowly hint at it for like the longest time I finally I feel like if I would ask this a year ago no way neither one of you guys would go to a league and now Jesus went to his first know. league I've been going to the putting league so the putting league's been fine and like and that like, was oh, like my soft introduction. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we're not gonna have a party. We're gonna actually have to go, go do this. And like, I thought about, it, I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'll go to this course. And like, I didn't think about it, but I'm like, like I've never been to this course before. And supposedly, I, I have. We played one time when, like, the first year we all started playing this like, yeah. This is like, and, and I, remember, I remember this era. stuff happening, but I don't remember anything from the fucking course. To be like, fair, the course is kind of like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like a very like impactful course. Yeah, it does, especially if you're playing the shorts. But yeah. so like, I go there and I'm like, I'm like, I have no idea. And we're doing random doubles. I have no idea what's gonna happen. So the best part is, first this guy's like, hey, you want to be? Because they choose divide between upper and lower. They're like, hey, you're in the mm-hmm. upper league. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. I think he said that though because like you're going to the putting leagues, I assume. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like definitely not. I'm definitely not in the upper league. So I got. Put it, like I picked my card first, and then I'm like four. I'm like, okay, Jay, like get a four so we can be teammates. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, if, so if you guys have never been to a disc golf league, I, I don't know if they all do this. Uh, a lot of the times it's a random doubles, and in this specific one, a lot of the ones around our area, they actually split it between upper and lower division. So you're like your upper guy is going with the lower guy, to kind of like even the playing field at least you know as much as you can. Gotcha. So that was where I was in the upper league. Reed was in the lower yeah. league. So hopefully we were trying to get partners because that would yeah. be absolutely and, and we partially do that so there's a chance we can end up on the same team. Obviously, because who, who would not want to be on the same team? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. So what I started uh we actually started like kind of close nearby too, so I could kind of. No, no, before we get before you start there, yeah, yeah. Get, cycle it back. Uh, mm-hmm. So part of my issue with. Like this golf is so enjoyable for Quinn that I don't really want it interrupted by people at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the concept of a random disc golf partner is a little scary. Mm-hmm. And I think Reed kind of has that same mindset. So how is that going in? You said you wanted Jay. You don't uh, get Jay. Yeah. How, how does that go about? Well, I've, I've done the random partners before in uh the putting league sure. and i got the short end of the stick on that one and we we, we were not good we, were, we, we did not fend off but this is actually and that's just basically me playing next to a guy this 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 one's actually playing with a partner and i never really had a problem I'm like my like, whoever i get i just hope i don't suck and i hope like i contribute all right, so you're like, that's all i was worried about is somebody you're, you're just don't want you don't want to be the worst yep and i, I, and I assume like my my partner's in the upper league, so hopefully they yeah. can help me out. But I, I got a really good partner, and I, we really, like, when I had a bad shot, he had a good shot. We really, like, fed, fed off each other. Uh-huh. Uh, except for the first five holes, we parted every single one. We had, like, a, 
easy birdie from like 10, 15 feet, and we both missed it. And that was pretty like the first five holes we didn't, and we ended up doing shooting ten down. Gotcha. So, I you weren't. There. No, we weren't. We weren't on the same card. Like we okay. we crossed paths. Like I was. I was the last. We went to the last hole. So we started at four, which was I think the last people like the last hole that we started at. Gotcha. But interesting. Okay, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Yes. I mean, I don't know how you said you started on five pars in a row. Ours was slow, just like in the middle. We started off missing like a in circle one putt. So that was a great way to start the round. But I always say the first one doesn't count because I'm going to miss it no matter what, basically. Uh, but the moving forward, we were easily, you know, a lot of the times it was both of us missing like 25 footers. Those were our, our mistakes until I'm trying to think. Like it was pretty much just like all that. Like we put ourselves like, either 25 feet away miss a putt or we were like parked and then it was that moving gotcha. forward would you share like would you say you had a similar round with reed where like it was a back and forth so or i was trying to like i was trying to like think of like how many shots of mine we use compared to my partner and there was definitely times like i want like majority of the time we were using my shots i would say but it wasn't that i was ever I would never say I carry. Yeah, that yeah, you were yeah. you were slightly better. Like I yeah. like yeah. There was there was hardly ever a time where we used both of our shots for a birdie, except for like a couple where I sh- it me or him me or him shot like we used his shot and he shot first. So of course he got the birdie because gotcha. yeah. But it was See, like, um, that was like a, a lot of the times too where it was that yeah. was where my situation was coming to where it was like we switched off the drive like so i had i shot drove first and all the even holes so when he was parked i was giving like ace runs all i could so like those obviously yeah. were not gonna use my shot yeah uh, and then like so the our last couple holes we had two c we had 18 and one were both ctp mm-hmm. and i believe my partner got both of them yeah the where the, the worst part is Fucking both of my first, like I shot first both of those times, and I got CT. I would have gotten CTP on one of them, and the other one was parked too. So like he just made my like just beat me every fucking time. I was really upset about it, but we both had fucking. So then he ended up winning two, I believe, and he and he's like pick one. So I picked the most like gaudy disc. I'm not gonna throw it. I'm just gonna have it hanging, mm-hmm. kind of like my like third place because we kind of took third place, but we took like fourth place. <laughs> Well, because Jefferson and somebody tied for a second at 12 down. Yeah. And the person won at 13 down on the last hole. On the last hole. Yeah, everyone was – we were all hoping we were going to go into a three-way playoff in pitch black. (laughs) It was was so dark. It was so dark. I about that birdie. (laughs) Our last hole (laughs) – They had to end it. My my partner threw first. And – no, because – Jefferson was still in a playoff. Uh, my, my partner threw first, and he's like, I'm way far away from it. I and Because I didn't know it. I couldn't see the pin at all. I'm like, okay, I don't know where the pin is. And he's like, I'm like, where's the pin? He's like, that way. And he, he like pointed at it. I'm like, okay, I don't see it. I'm just going to throw it. And I fucking parked it, like, point nice. away from the fucking pin. I was like, yeah! Like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. And I'm like, Did you act like you owned it? No. Like, he's like, he's like, that's so good. I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I hope it's good. I still don't see it. And as I'm walking up, I finally like get like a glisten of it. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, that is really good. Yes. Did you act like you did it on purpose though? Yeah, you... I was like, I was like, yeah, man, of and course I, was, I, I was like, like, yeah. all day, yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. So yeah. that, that got us ten down. I don't know if uh, between eleven and twelve. I know we beat our card mates. Our card I think you you were the down. next in line, I believe. Yeah, like so I know I know that, and our it was our card mates had it until because they they birdied they birdied one of the first holes and we didn't get our first five and then they birdie when we were birdie and then we just because again we like we didn't birdie we birdied ten of our last thirteen so <laughs> we had a fucking yeah. great ending round. So would you do it again? Yeah, I'll do it again. Okay. It, it was, it was fun. Um, Would yeah. you? Is there any foreseeable way and, now that you've experienced one that you could ever think of having a bad time? Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. And like, let's let's. <laughs> that was quick. Um, 
I was the only one not to throw it in the water on my my card. <sighs> and luckily, one of my card mates had a grabber. But I think my partner threw it in like twice. And each uh, each of the other ones threw what it in. What kind of grabber once. did he have? The, the extendo. Like the claw one? Yeah, the hook one. But like gotcha. even even the even the card uh one of the my card mates actually had to go in and get his. So but I didn't throw in one, so woohoo. Nice. Awesome. The only time I threw one in was with the pitch black playoff hole. I was the one that they asked, uh, do we want to flip for the winner or do you want to throw off? And honestly, I was the guy that said we should throw for it, and that's their fault. If they didn't want to throw, someone should have stepped up and said it and not passed to the last guy in line. If it's up to me, we're gonna play disc golf. So we went, ended up playing, having a throw off. I brought the only disc in my bag where I went to the tee off, saying, "If I don't find this, I don't care. Could care yeah. less." Because there was a river right behind it, and like I said, couldn't see. So I was gonna give it my absolute all, and it happened to go in that river. And I had like four guys, like, "It's right here. It's going down. Grab it!" And I was like, "Guys, it's my disc. I'm not yeah. even going for it. Stop trying to get it. Like it's gone. In my mind, it's already gone." Nice. Yeah, we uh, we I had a weird thing at at one of the holes. Um, nobody was throwing it at the pin, and I got really confused. Like, I that's the only pin I see. I'm like, I'm like, it's the one like to the right, right? And like, yeah, and everybody's throwing it like off to the left and bailing out to the left. I'm like, I'm like, why is nobody throwing it that way? And they're like, they're like, we're all afraid of the river. I'm like, I'm throwing backhand. I'm throwing it right at the pin. I'm good. <laughs> He's like, okay, fuck it. Throws. It's the one that didn't have the T pad too. I forgot what number it is. The oh, one that didn't have the T pad. And fucking, I I probably oh, like, yeah. I'm yeah. like twenty feet away from it, and everybody else is like fifty. I'm like I'm like, I don't. I was so confused. Like I was like I was like, is everybody just not throwing it at them? I'm like I don't know. What's yeah, going I, on. I did the same thing too because I stepped up to the same shot throwing a forehand because I was like. There's plenty of room to go wide yeah. hyzers. So it didn't even matter. And yeah, that's what I, I, I was right. Thing. And I stepped, I stepped up to it, like going forehand. The guy was like, "You're going forehand." And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like asking why, and he said the same thing. He was nervous about going in the water because it was so high. I'm like, "Dude, like you're not throwing near near the water." Yeah. I'm like, you're not. <laughs> like even even Quinn would be like, "What's going on here?" But like, yeah, yeah. Quinn's throwing but forehand. The thing, and I, before we even started, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, I only throw a forehand. I'm like, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Off the tee, I only I do it with one finger. Why is it? But I'm like, I'm like, I, I only throw forehands. So yeah. I like even but, even the guys like it's like you're the weirdest walk like run up too. Yeah. I'm like, true. But it was and that. what I thoroughly enjoy about it is people getting up to look at my discs, like the discs I throw, like people looking at it, like uh he commented on my uh, Warbird, my autograph, fucking Chandler Kirby. He's like, he's like, oh, that's dope. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's fucking. I guess it is yeah. correct. Yeah, but that's that's one of the cool things about this, like people getting to see like what discs you actually throw. Dude, that's why I like. All right, so like, that was and my I whole point. I'm an eclectic bag, so it's fun. That's yeah, that'd be cool. We're trying to get like integrated in like this community too, because like think how cool it'd be like if we got the Boreum. Like we did it for the first time. We were like one of the first people to try it out. And we wanted other people's perspective, or at least I did on it. And like, I'm not gonna be the guy to go ask people's you know to try anything out. But now we go to these leagues and be like, hey man, I got yeah. this YouTube channel podcast that kind of record your reaction in your throat. Now we have the ability to get all of that stuff and hopefully for you guys back home, see a little bit more inside information on all of that. Hopefully we go back to the disc golf league. I think we got like snow up here. I don't know how many, how much you guys got. Jesus, down there, but... Do you recommend it again? Sure. You'd recommend it to everybody? Not to everybody, but okay. you, you can go. And, hopefully and we'll go have... back and we, we talked about doing some live or maybe like trying to do some videos down there. So hopefully we get those plans going on with the springtime, but now it's time to talk a little bit about some professional disc golf and before we go into Waco itself, I wanted to bring up a little bit about what happened in the press conference beforehand. And I saw a little bit of talk on Twitter about maybe Brian Earhart having a little bit of bias when interviewing Discraft players, talking specifically about the Discraft brand new Zone OS, a disc that just dropped recently. And obviously, a lot of players are really pushing it. If you follow any Discraft player on Instagram, you've seen the videos. Everyone basically does the same exact one. 
What's that 30 behind you? Well, we're going to get there, man. Because <laughs> oh, uh, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, right? yeah, I, I just want to make sure <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there, man. We're going to get there. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of like to do like a very specific like mention I, of a disc is definitely a weird ass. I don't know it. how Earhart feels about it, but I've heard a lot of negative from the pros. So this might just be him trying to because from what I've heard, his pause reaction was very like like surprised and off put that he was asking about this, which Paul's uh, said that uh, vocalizes says he wouldn't throw it. Yeah, disdain for this disc already. So him, maybe it's Earhart trying to be like, "Hey, Discraft, you're fucking up right here. Let's let's get this voice out of it." Like, I don't think it's a promote. Like, it's a negative promotion. That's what's happening right now. Like, for them to get mad that they're promoting it. He's, but I don't know if they knew that Paul was going to respond in that way, though. Yes, I I think I think we knew they knew Paul's reaction before he asked it. Because uh, AB's been really talking it up. You can't say that he was like really he was put off it. by the question, and they'd say that he. Well, would he know looked the off answer. camera, and he looked disgusted off to the camera. But then, like, then how do they know if it was a surprise to McPath? How do you think they knew his response? No, to it? he. It wasn't a like it was a surprise that he was going to get asked it because they thought they they knew his yeah they knew he didn't like the disc. Oh. So like they're like, why are you asking me something when I'm gonna when I'm forced to talk negatively about the brand yeah. response? That's what I thought. He's not going to talk good about it and not bag it and not throw it because then that even looks worse. Yeah. When I, when I saw the video and like saw the questioning and why people were starting to comment, I first, my first reaction was like, kind of like, wow, Paul McBeth is a savage for responding in the way that he did because he didn't hold back. He didn't say that, Oh, it's like, it's a good disc, but like, I'm not going to bag or like give all these good qualities. He gave a fact. Oh, I want to kind of put in quotes a fact. I don't know if you can, call it that but he said when you throw the disc harder it gets more overstable i don't know if that's like a science or not but i guess that's true if paul says it and uh, it seemed like that was the only thing he really said about it other than like it's just like he it wasn't a fan for him and then of course you had like the i i, I forgot about this but now i'm gonna bring it up because i thought it was i thought it was kind of funny brody smith made like the comment about, about his paul hands that had small hands maybe that was uh, I thought that was kind of yeah. funny for no reason, literally zero reason to make that yeah. tweet. But you know, I got a chuckle over it. People were mad, so it's it's always funny. But it, it it was weird. I was glad that Paul responded the way that he did. I don't think he, I don't necessarily think it was like a negative man. He was just being honest. He said it was just the, like he just he said, said how many people a, are actually going to throw it to me like that. Yeah, that, he said that everyone's going to buy it, and how many people are going to actually throw it are two different. Yeah, things. That, isn't that not a dig in the disc? Plenty, yeah, that, that's that's uh. There's plenty of discs like that though. Yeah, but he yeah that are manufactured but, for that same. No, okay, I don't know if any disc is actually manufactured to be that way. The tilt is manufactured and produced to be that like utility disc that you. Sure. Might never okay. throw it around, but there's gonna be a shot for it. I don't necessarily see that as being the zone OS that's like just they're, they're explaining it as like just a new overstable zone. I think it was discovered to be a utility disc based on like he just said he wanted the most overstable. No, I don't, yeah, but I feel like that he thought that, that there was going to be a utility. There's okay, we'll agree to disagree on that. Go ahead, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any company putting out a disc that's not meant to be thrown. Uh, I think right. sure, but it's. I think every company is actually putting out a disc meant to be purchased, and if it's gonna work to make somebody buy it, then it's gonna okay, be bought. Yes, everything. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't I, care if it's thrown; they just care as, if it's purchased. As <laughs> long as Earhart's, I, I was mis- I, no. I think they care about if if it's getting thrown, it's getting more publicized theoretically. If you're, if you're throwing it, you're throwing it with a group of people and you're talking about you throwing it. So it's getting more. Popular. We're, ta- we're so talking they- about taking a already overstable, well-known product and then basically saying we're going to beef it, make it even more beefier. And we're turning over overstable this. And this is not meant to be like this. You think this is going to be replace other people's zones? No chance. Like it's not made for that. Yeah, it's, it's not, not meant to replace the other zone. Uh, the, I, I, I'm not seeing that. So at all. it's already I, will, I don't know. It, I think it might be. 
I did. Yeah, I disagree. I think that I think it's no different than just taking like this disc and saying, "Hey, we're gonna make this even more," and for that especially. So reason, my, not my opinion. I don't think that the uh, maybe I'm wrong and I haven't what I'm seeing is not the correct, but the Zone OS to me isn't like a meme disc. It, it, it just seems like it's an overstable putter. When you're comparing, like it's like almost to me calling like an the claim is the most it, overstable putter is the claim. Is that the claim? Okay, well, that's I don't think that's say. A, okay, that's then I don't think that's true. <laughs> okay, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not seeing that, right? That's like almost okay. calling what's it? it's like calling the Innova Ape. A tilt. The ape is super overstable, but it's nowhere near the tilt still. The Zono S is a super overstable putter, but it's nowhere near like the Stego. Okay, I see what you're saying. The Stego yeah, is I, a meme. The Stego, oh, like oh, no one can throw over two hundred fifty feet. Yeah. I did. I disagree. I think this was. I think Dana was the one who brought up Earhart. Yeah. Getting back to it, I think Dana yeah. brought up uh, brought up Earhart. I don't think I think Eric, what Eric does a good job in every interview is he allows the player an opportunity to talk about the sponsor. I think mistakenly because a he might be he is sponsored by him, but he might know the disc a little bit more, so he actually named a disc. So that's the only fault I see in naming a very specific disc that has its release that week. I believe if you're not doing that for every as the disc golf pro tour announcer then you are showing your bias right so that's the mistake i think he made but i will say he did it in this in the spirit of saying i'm gonna allow this guy to talk about their sponsor right i think he does it in every interview he just did a twist on this with asking that question i don't think he necessarily knew paul's reaction yeah um, i i or I, anything along those lines i just think it was just a poor choice to just bring the disc in the main. Yeah, they need and I think Dana's kind of right in that. Like, if you're, if you're, unless you're doing that with everybody. Yeah, as long as you're doing it with everybody. You think commentators them, should be able to name the disc that people are throwing? Yes. Okay. I would. Yeah. It, I, I think yeah, I think the fans would, would love it. Yeah. I think sponsored would love it. Yeah. I I know without I mean, a doubt. That, it just seems like we're. It just seems like we're slowly going back to like the twenty. I think twenty twenty two conversation. Like this was a, yeah. a talk they've already had, and we're about to just recycle it and do like. Yeah. The next they, media like, phase, I know, yeah. In they, few they, weeks. Like I don't understand why they don't do that. That is yeah. great for the sponsors. That's great for freaking. All right, involved. let me ask you. So, what did Hamas do after he hit his ace? What's the first thing he did after he picked up his ace and he's on camera? What does everybody do? Thing? No, what? they put the disc in front of the camera and show their disc mm -hmm. that they just ace with. Yeah, right. Like, so oh. what's the difference of knowing what the disc is? If they're gonna do that on an ace. Yeah, do it all the time. No, I, I'm just—I was just presenting a question. I wasn't necessarily yeah, yeah, agreeing. Whatever. But I feel like we 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 talked about that, so I feel like we could move on. Speaking yeah. of the Adam Hamas ace, immediately after it seemed that there was talks to try to get Adam Hamas in an interview after the ace. Do you think that this is something that disc golf should adopt? Is these mid round interviews maybe on times of there being a backup? There's that you know time to kill, or should you not even like question that and let them be in their own game and don't affect what their kind of mentality is moving forward in the round? If I'm a player, I would not want it. In all honesty, in my opinion, I wouldn't as a player, I wouldn't want anything interrupting it. No, that being said, there's plenty of backups every round. Like there's there's backup sit down moments where you'll have like two or three cards on a on a tee box. Mm -hmm. So maybe then, but even then, like those guys are still some of those guys are focused. Other dudes are just chilling. <laughs> like everybody's yeah. talking to each other. So there's a mixed bag. So I don't think necessarily to interrupt their game at that point. But man, after hitting an ace. In the long, in the grand scheme of things, it would have been cool to put a, a mic in front of the dude and be like, "How's it feel?" and be like, "Sounds great!" Like, you know what I mean? Like, cool. You know what I mean? Cool. But I wouldn't like sit there and ask like more than one question. It, yeah, it, <laughs> like, it depends on what you want disc golf to be. Nico does it without a mic, by yeah. the way, when he hits his ace, yeah. right? It, He's yeah. all in the camera being like, I did this! Everyone look at me! <laughs> like, it depends what, like, it depends what you want this golf to be. Do you want this golf to be fan-friendly, like an all-star game? Or do you want it to be like a regular old boring game? 
So like if they I if the players are okay with it, more like I'm down with it. If if, yeah. if more if the player doesn't want to do it, but everything like every question that you're gonna ask in an interview is gonna be asked of that guy after he hits the base anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the fucking like by one of his card mates. It's gonna be fan, like it's just like it's gonna happen either way. Like you don't even have to fucking uh, put, put it, like do an interview. Just put a camera on them and have. Yeah, all the reactions yeah, with the fans. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be high five. Yeah, so it's I'm yeah. fine with it. I'm fine as long as the players say it's like, hey, let's do it. I'm more than yeah. happy with them having. See, I don't think that they should necessarily have the interview the players but i think that it would be kind of cool to interview maybe the people around or other pros that are around because people were watching it was lead card there's people there i think it'd be kind of cool to like for someone else to kind of describe that, that was going on sure. even if it is some there's you gotta find someone Man, that, there, there's other there. stuff like how do you not have like how do you not have like the announcer's reaction to watching the ace how do you not show that yeah. clip? how do you not show fans clips of it like, this is kind of the stuff that's missing out on the production. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they like don't, where you can get a kick yeah. it up to the next stop. Like, that's all. Yeah, they probably that don't would, have a fan yeah. reaction. They probably aren't filming fans while. Yeah, but like it would be. Yeah, like you like, get like after like like. Yeah. Nice. That, but you're not gonna get. Huh. To recap, Waco Charity Open that just happened. An exciting one, I I should add. We saw two people that were not leading the tournament. When one of them was actually from the chase card in Kyle Klein taking down with a 13 down final round, ending at minus 31 for the tournament. I think it was like 1082 rated, playing absolutely. I, I almost thought I was going to have to start a new acronym. I thought it was going to be a A B C M or A B C H. Anybody but Calvin Heimberg. I thought still trying to make that a thing. ABTT, it works, man. But uh, yeah, I thought Kevin Heiger was going to pull this out, but we kind of saw him. Kyle Klein just played out of fucking control. That was so cool. Fucking to win. I think that's a bigger deal. Like, that's like one of the coolest things to happen in disc golf, winning from the chase card. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though everybody was right on top of each other the whole fucking tournament, like, there was. Three people tied, like four people tied for first after day one. Like, yeah. it was like, I've, and to he have hella to, fortunate that fucking this didn't go OB though. Oh, that, that was just, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was okay, fine. It's fortunate that Adam Hammes' disc found chains. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. I would say that out loud too. I would definitely say that out loud. I would definitely say that out loud. But that yeah. disc magically found its way under a fence. Like it's not like he planned it, or like yeah. it's not even like an OB where it's just a line that you can skip. It, but not, you, it like skipped under a fence that, to get it in. They, Good for him. He took happens, advantage of it. Too, that like that happens every other tournament though. Like like one of those like. Oopsie, rolls fucking in or out of things. Yeah, fucking umbrella saves. Oh, fucking in through the, Yeah, come on. It's it's one of those things that happen. Like it happens more often than not. We just but every time it happens, we see, we think it's fucking crazy. But it actually ha- like happens more like every other tournament. It's weird. Yeah. So Kyle Klein takes down the Waco Annual Charity Open, his second Elite Series win. He didn't get one last year, so hopefully this is the start of some great 2023 season. He was sixth in strokes gained, tee to the green, so off the tee, he was doing great, as well as sixth in strokes gained from putting. So it showed that he was both dialed in on the putting green as well as he was off the tee. And also a, a stat that I saw from Stat Mando on Twitter that I found very interesting was that there's two players with 100% top 30s on tour for the past two seasons. One of them is Kyle Klein going 24 for 24 at top 30s in his last 24 tournaments. The other player has gone 25 for 25 currently. Can you guess who that is? I'll give you one guess each. Cannon Burr. Gannon Burr has gone 25-25 the last 25 events, getting inside the top 30, showing the young talent really coming through here. Yeah. No, that explains the 30, I guess. That's the 30? <laughs> what? Is that the 30 behind you? Is that what you're referencing now? Is that, oh, is that where we no. go? <laughs> that was the lady. 
Oh no, that's gonna. Oh, holy shit! I thought he was trying to tie it all together. It's still, we still got more. Over um, on the FPO front too, I'm gonna talk about Christian Tatar not leading the tournament until the very last hole. Ella Hansen, three bogeys on the final three holes. A little bit misfortune. I think I, there was two, two or three, two two stroke differences or two stroke swing holes. Yeah, man, and to go like, man, she looked so dominant. She started early. four for four. Yeah, she just like, man, it was like this is hers. Like, it was just, yep. and even Tatar was looking a little rough early. Even Swiss cheese said so, yeah. Ella Hansen has this after yeah. she went four for four. So, so and I said, maybe, I hope so because I didn't want to jinx maybe, it. Maybe he gave her the kiss of death. I was really like. Again, ABTT, anybody but Tatar. I was really hoping she wasn't going to win because I, I wanted to see all the disc golf fans. Oh, she dyed her hair. That's why she didn't win. It's the brunette. She didn't win because of the brunetteness. I was hoping that was going to come out, but she, Ella Hansen, fucking, like you said, bogeyed. Fucking just bogeyed final out. Three holes. And, yeah, final three holes and gave Tatar a walking finish. And I would like to like, say that. I think the whole 17 mistake, the upshot on hole 17 was a bigger mistake than it was her whatever you want to say on hole 18. Ooh. I I think hole 18 was just a misfire. I, no, I would say the other oh the other OB was far worse than uh, the upshot was pretty bad. But that other OB where she threw it OB left, I believe, was like, where did that come from? Like, oh, I, yeah, I agree as well. Yeah, There's that one was like way. just that like, actually whoa. might even be, yeah, you, you might be right. I think that one was a little bit worse than that. I think um, it was just so weird where there was all three holes. Hole 16, there was just one mistake. Don't go that way. If you cut yourself off the yeah. other way, you're fine because you're going to hide her into the field. Hole 17, it was just – I mean, granted, the whole, I mean, she pure – I don't know if it was a pure shot, but I remember her having a fairly decent look for the green, I thought, on her forehand that I can remember. And I feel like if you just throw it wide enough, even if you're short and not you're not OB, the whole goal yeah. should just not be going OB. And to go OB on the right side – Hitting limbs like you shouldn't be that should not yeah. be ever be in contention. Yeah. And then hole 18, I don't know if that was from you know sitting there with the nerves pumping. I'm 100% agree she should be going over the water, especially with the tailwind and what she did after round one. But I think yes. it was just she was thinking maybe the miss, the maybe she was thinking that the miss is leave it wide that she just left it a bit. Man, I think, she, I think she, I think she juiced it and pulled it. As, yeah, soon yeah, as, as soon as it was out of her hand, she knew. Yeah, yeah, it was like she like, juiced it. Like she, yeah. As soon as it, as soon as it left her, her hands, like she, she knew it was bad, and then it just got yeah. worse, and she fell, and she like, like you could just mm, tell, yeah. like when, like watching her reaction from it, you, she knew it was pulled bad. it and had no angle. And then, and then, like as soon as it, she knew it was out of bounds, she fell to the ground. She knew it was just terrible. Yeah. Mm. But we saw a lot of fucking. We saw Own finish in the top three, but looking like she was gonna do it. Haley King had a top five finish had, coming off that bad year. So she's had a top five. She had a five and a six or pay, mm -hmm. two tournaments. And Kat Merch pushing her way into the top ten, which I was so stoked with. So I think that's her second top ten finish. I think she finished top ten in, at um, Vegas. Yep. And as a H2 being there is also significant. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think Paige Shu being there is also a little bit significant. I think showing that she's yeah. still hanging, yeah, hopefully improving on the season. Maybe we'll see her in some more top. And Waco's kind of like a weird course where you get like some names that pop off. You know what I mean? And I agree, but the more I think about it, this is the second shortest course on the FPO tour. So I, you know, maybe that's why we're seeing more of the own still and Paige Shu still. So we'll see when it opens up a little bit more. Ooh. Maybe we'll see the the uh, Paige Pierce. And I would like to say, too, I also think that that is a reason that Eagle McMahon and Paige Pierce also didn't do great on this course. Paige, I just don't think, plays well here, but I'm going to attribute it to her. Actually, no, just Eagle McMahon, actually. I think hey, I, like, Paige I don't and, have uh, your hey, take. The only ones to Eagle, fucking hole 18 or whatever. Yeah. I think that Eagle didn't people. do too good this tournament, too. We saw him dip really far that because he has a hard time powering down i feel when he can play his game and just unleash and throw his drivers i think he does a great more, better job than he does with trying to slow down and really kind of maneuver around the fairways he also was throwing lefty pretty very pretty solid i would say not consistently but consistently well um we're gonna move on but i just want to leave us on this i think Wake goes overrated 
Don't get me wrong, this tournament was very exciting and the scoring was very tight, but I think this tournament is always more overrated than a lot of other courses on the tour. And I think it's because it's also earlier in the season, so everyone gets excited about it. But, yeah, that's it. I think people get excited for it because it's big disc golf, shooting 30 down, fucking nag 10 every day. That's what people like to watch. People like to see fucking players dominate the course. You know what I like to see? I like to see the next segment. Let's get branded. This is Let's Get Branded, where the fellas take a disc golf company and find its best counterpart in the category provided, be it Soda or Friends character. Let's see who's getting branded this week. We still haven't done characters, but we'll do that eventually. <laughs> we're doing board games this week. So we're going to find, we're going to pick a board game and find our disc golf company's best counterpart. Jump in. Boom. Hungry, hungry hippos. They're loud. It's really intense. And you have a lot of fun playing it. And there's always that one broken fucking hippo that never works out. I think for that, it's Clash. And the broken hippo is the mango. Do people love the mango? I know. People do. Man. I hate the I thing. hate the mango. <laughs> I, know. I know a lot of people dig it, but man. It's always the pink one that's always like jams, but he's right. Like the ones that and, like and it's, in it's that. hungry, hungry guys. Fucking, it just works with clash. Clash with the food. food. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's not very, but it works. I think it, yeah. it just like works. I feel like I don't know for some reason. I think colorful when I think clash and hungry, hungry hippos is colorful. Yeah, sure. Boom. Um, boring game. A lot of ups and downs. Everybody fucking plays it. It's one of everybody's first games. Uh shoots and ladders and boring ups and downs i think we talk about innova when you think about ups and downs and boring fucking company yeah that, and everybody everybody has it fucking it's it's everybody yeah. everybody fucking loves like and usually you're introduced to it early yep. like so it's like this is like the yeah. classic kids game and so, yeah and it was usually most people's first discs so it. everyone's got you. it. Everyone plays it. Everyone uses yeah. it. I think Innova fits perfect. I hate <laughs> shoots and ladders. Um, so MVP, I think we're going like obviously with risk. The acquisition of um Simon kind of coincides with playing this game. Um, in a lot of ways, acquiring talent and trying to be a force in the disc golf community. MVP. And and it's more of like an in it's a more innovative game. Ooh, it was okay. like before Catan. It was like that first innovative, and MVP got that innovative gyro. Making waves. Clue. So obviously, you're going with a detective mystery story. We kind of have to go with the classic um, hall monitors of disc golf in dynamic. Obviously, they have the um i don't know police friendly or like man yeah. they, they, they got plenty of names yeah, sergeant all that important. so yeah it makes sense so the, the, Judge. the company I, that has a disc with the detective and make sure that they're being included and i think like and you always go colonel mustard you and like I you think always like, go yeah, colonel mustard dynamic could like i could see dynamic doing a clue off brand like having a fucking candlestick half like i could see them doing that too Man, anybody who did the Colonel too, fuck those guys. Anybody who picked the Colonel and Clue, trash. Or not Colonel. No, who is the green one? Because I uh, said Colonel Mustard. I, I know. I, uh, know. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. I was like, wow. Uh, the green guy. I can't think of what his name was. It? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Garbage. The um, green guy. So with plum. Mousetrap, it looks really cool. It looks like it's going to be the best fucking game ever, but it doesn't work nine times out of ten. <laughs> and I think that works with Gateway. Like everybody sees this, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna love this disc. And the only discs that really work are their putters, and it's only two of them. It's the voodoo <laughs> and the fucking wizard, and people would talk shit about the voodoo. Yeah, I'm just thinking like all these games where like I remember setting all this up, and then like you didn't even play the game; you just let it like yeah, just come and out. it still didn't work. And then you're like, all right, cool, yeah, let's yeah. put it away. Yeah, it, like... it, it still didn't work. It's working nine times out oh, of ten. All right, 
Uh, we got Legends of Catan. If you know what it is, you're a fucking nerd and you love the shit out of this game. Then <laughs> that's the thing with Castaplast. If you know what it is, you love the shit and fucking will raise its fucking, will scream it from a rooftop. Yeah. Same thing with Catan. But if you don't know, it's, it's nothing to you. I've never played Catan. I have zero comment on, on this. Yeah, it's, it's like you gather resources. It's really nerdy. And Catan looks like one of those games, like kind of like where like people who play magic, where you're like, oh man, how do you play this? And they're like, it's too hard to explain. Yeah, I'm just going to play with the same five people I play with. Yeah, it, it, like, it, it's, it's a more <laughs> hardcore risk, less hardcore Dungeons and Dragons. It's like right in the middle of those two. Okay. Have you played it? <laughs> nope. I just I All just right. know nerdy people that play it and talk <laughs> about it. Right. Um, perfection. Small, intricate parts trying to put it together. I think the only one that's striving for per- perfection in this is E7. They've even narrowed their uh, things to one type of disc, and that's putters. So I think perfection, perfecting the putter is what their aims to do. And EV7, I haven't thrown anything from it, and I've never played Perfection. Man, Perfection is the game that mo- brings you the most stress and the most, like... Just like putting. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. So it makes sense that we go with the putter line, right? This fucking... This, this game had, like, the loudest fucking clock known to man as far as, like, the buzzers. Yeah. <laughs> Pressure stretch and shit. Ugh, nothing worse. Great game. Like you said, it's, just, it's perfect for putters, man. Like you practice, you practice, you practice, and it doesn't matter in the end. That's good. Yeah, and you and play, it blows up in your face you on the course. By, you do it by yourself <laughs> all the fucking time. You don't really play with. You don't really play with partners in that game. It's just you versus yourself every fucking time. So thought space is obviously kind of Candyland. I understand this is a childhood favorite, but what brings everybody in to loving Candyland? It's the goddamn pictures, right? <laughs> so um and similar to what thoughts press does it's got high-end graphics bright colors vibrant drag you into the brand and no different than Candyland. like again i could see thought space doing a Candyland kind of stamps and stuff like that sure. like this is like this is one brand like i felt like that blended so well together and looked so cool together uh-uh. so i think i almost went fucking a novo Candyland. Yeah. Where would you like what man? I could see him doing like a fudge mountain. Yeah, stamp. Like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll buy that disc. Yeah. Uh, so we're going Discraft. Obviously, acquiring a the probably one of the most talented um, lineups in Discraft. No different than acquiring Park Place and Broadway at the end and putting eight fucking hotels on it to crush the one person that lands on it. Discraft is your monopoly. Yeah, and I think they do the same. thing. This crap does the same thing Monopoly does. Put out the same bullshit game and fucking just strap a little fucking like Dark Horse Monopoly. Guess yeah, what? Do fucking a, Dark Horse Zones. <laughs> fucking that's all this crap. Do, yeah, like, do a take, take the same disc and put a twist on it yep. and say, and hey, here's what, yeah. your six claw zone. Buy your get freaky zone. Yep. <laughs> buy your dark horse zone. Yeah. Buy your fierce. You want to know what you never buy a monopoly? The goddamn railroads. Stay away from those fucking things. Nobody wants Pennsylvania Avenue. I don't think that's a railroad. Uh, <laughs> I think these give off tough fucking exteriors, but actually really nice, fun game. Could get really dirty, but it usually doesn't. Cards Against Humanity. I think that fits really well with Hooligan Discs. Like Hooligan has this like big tough mentality but the people throwing hooligans are like the softest fucking people in the world i think that's the kind of same thing with cards against humanity at first it was this dark and seedy game and now fucking 13 like 10 year olds are playing it with their parents i didn't know that (laughs) not a parent Scrabble, guys, if you guys have not picked up a Prodigy disc and realized that it's just letters, it's the perfect correlation with Scrabble. I feel like I have to kind of do my own um, triple word score whenever I'm buying a mold of Prodigy um, yeah. in the long run. So yeah. you get like H4V struggle bus and figure out where I'm going to go on it. Yeah, and this is also really big on family game nights. Like this is what the hardcore protestants and the hardcore mormons play <laughs> and again prodigy's just dumping out the fucking what? 
dumping out the scrabble tiles and be like oh let's put those two together that's the name of the next driver yeah but man the people who play like a regular scrabble game are like right up there with like the elite um snobby board game players like only like consistent trivia people is worse no sorry boggle i'm going trivia pursuit trivia pursuit and scrabble boggle people are the worst peggy hill she's terrible these references only fucking television shows. And then this one fits so well. If you know, you know the fucking board game Dallas. Of course, we're going Lone Star. Fucking. You went with the board game from an old 70s TV show. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking all about Texas, Dallas, Lone Star Disc. It just works well. I don't, I don't understand. Is this even really a game? Yeah, it's right there, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna say that bullshit, so I decided to make sure I put the you game. Had an actual board on there. Yeah, because I knew you were okay. gonna talk shit. Oh, nice. sorry, disc Dallas. I think it works well. Does the board have like the fountain that the woman gets nearly drowned in or beaten up in? Nice. <laughs> we're going to the week. presented by Disc Golf Lists. List number eight, guys, make sure if you want a shot at a Kirby's Disc Golf World Mystery Box, make sure answering the list of the week somewhere. If it's in the YouTube comment section, the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. The only way you can get raffle tickets or whatever you want to call it into a Kirby's Disc Golf World Mystery Box is to answer the list, right? So this week, list number eight. On the MPO side, we have Ooh. Calvin Heimberg, Kyle Klein, Paul McBeth, Kevin Jones, and Ezra Aderhold. And then over on the FPO side, starting it off with Sarah Hokum, Ella Hansen, Katrina Allen, Macy Valadiaz, and Owen Scoggins. Um, man, you want to know what's always funny? Sometimes you get these lists of the week where you're like, how is this guy's name on this list? And then you see like a banger name list and you're like, I have no clue. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm man, I want to lean towards with all the man, but Owen's in there. Owen threw me off on that. I was gonna say something like with best um T to green or something along those lines. That, Dude, I would look at the whole first like the MPL side and I was like, man, circle two pots maybe. Okay. And I was like, Stan, Sarah Hocum, Ella Hansen, yeah. maybe maybe oh, yeah. Yeah. Ella Hansen does have a good spin putt. She does, but I just don't see Sarah Hogan being up there. Then maybe for like throw-ins, I was thinking for Hogan, but I don't, I don't know if that stat makes sense anywhere. Yeah, or like, like yeah, I was oh, thinking. Wait, of, wait, oh. No, because like, then I was Calvin thinking maybe because it's not winners, right? It can't be Calvin winning Vegas, and because it doesn't make sense no. on the FPO side. Because yeah, Katrina Allen won in FPO, uh-huh. but it's not in the same lineup. Um, yeah, I don't have a clue. Or whoa, multiple? Is it multi tour? Yeah, wouldn't Paul be like? Yeah, that's one. true. Fuck. <laughs> and, and has it a hold one? No, you're right. I can think of. Too sure. Um. Yeah. Right, if you guys have any hunch on this list of the week, make sure to leave it somewhere to make sure. To, man, I'm saying make sure a lot, but get your raffle tickets. Win this mystery box right now. You can get. A T-sign from USWDGC 2022. We'll throw in some brand new DGBT 2023 trading cards and more goodies. Check out that moving forward. Or you know, Maybe get some list for you guys. I don't know what I was saying. Looking forward. I don't know. Putting puzzling. Puzzling thoughts from the course. All right. All right, with Adam Hammes getting an ace, and we just talked about Discraft slapping stamps on him, just trying to flip some things. Do you think we may ever see either an Adam Hammes signature ace disc, or in the future, do you see a stamp ever going on a disc that someone aced in a tournament? Adam Hammes wins that tournament, that disc comes out. Adam Hammes wins. Point. Adam Hammes wins that tournament, that disc comes That's a out. Good point. That this comes out, um, yeah. If it, if especially if it happens like round eight, uh, like something big deal, man. If you're not gonna do like a disc run, for, did they do one for Girthy's Ace Patras? I was trying to think about it. I feel like I they may they have, did. but I, I don't know. I think they. I think. Uh, I think. They I know did. Holland made like her own Albatross 
one. I think Eric Griffey might have because I think our take on it, if I'm remembering correctly, because I feel like this is like two years at this point, was that it looked like it was going to be like a winner of a tournament stamp, and they just slapped Ace on it. Right? Didn't we say uh, that? I, gotcha. I okay. feel like we well, I, uh, I was yeah, yeah, man. I would I, say so. Yeah, man. It's not every Ace. That one ain't gonna. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that Ace can't do that. I you can't put. Yeah, um, well, you, not that one. Yeah, I'm just saying. Not that one. I yeah, I think I think if you have like big, I don't think they did one with Earthy. Yeah, I don't so think I so. Yeah, I, think they, I think he just won that tournament. Yeah, it? like that one, I think would have been justifiable because it was like an albatross. Like yeah, I think yeah. if if they make big deal, like if it's a big hole, maybe an ace. I don't know. Sure. It could. Why yeah, not? Sure. Might just an it. interesting thing. I think moving forward, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like we're just going to see more and more things stamped on disc. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. People like them. There's a market for them. Give the people what they want. But for this next puzzling, putting puzzler, I also was thinking in Waco because we had such a kind of congestion at the top where people thought that there was going to be these massive playoffs. So I was thinking, what happens if there's more than four people tied for first place going in to a playoff? They all play together, or do you play two cards? What is the situation? They don't line up for a photo like that. <laughs> actually, they, actually they, you have to get a photo. Um, yeah, I think I think they all have to play on the same card just to make it fair. Even, right? They yeah. all have to play on the same card. Oh, man, let's hope for the day that happens where you got like six deep. Yeah. Just going to Hall of 18 at like Waco. Just, yes, that'd be dope. <laughs> you're up next. How do you like what is how do you pick the order? Random? Like usually it's a coin flip yeah. to go who's random. How do you do what they how do you do? even figure that out? Driving contest. Like straws? People are gonna start driving drawing straws. Like longest <laughs> drive recorded in the tournament. Man, I hope we get a three person because I don't think these guys are prepared for what <laughs> what might happen if there's three. No, I feel like they got like what three. They probably got some maybe like three-way rock Yeah, it's probably more, it's probably person that led the most. I guarantee you when it happens someone's going to look at it and be like, "What do we do?" Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Okay. I don't know. Look They're at gonna the grab book. a rubric and start writing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what's the 30 mean? <laughs> You're not How many fifteen footers do you guys think you can make 30. in a row? I was on the putting, I was on the putting green, and I was wondering how many I could make, and I got me thinking of like what everyone could do. Granted, I was putting on a marksman basket, so I want to know. Also, I want to stop being pissed off when those go out because it's like you want to tell yourself they're going to stay in, but like I don't know if you can tell yourself that because you didn't stay in. How many do I think I can make? Indoor, outdoor. Your perfect condition. Hundred. Flat. Yep. I think I mean I part of my head thinks I could do that or go over, but another part of me just thinks I'm gonna get bored with it. Yeah. And- like I don't know if I could sit here and say I'm gonna make all these until I miss. Like if I had that mindset. I just don't think I can have that. Like after like walking and picking, walking yeah, but, and picking, he, I'm just gonna like. Yeah, but he said like in perfect conditions. Perfect conditions. I'm not walking. I'm not moving. If I yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect mm-hmm. conditions. Where if I'm not moving people and are, I'm just locked in and putting, and people are grabbing my stuff. Yeah. Like we're doing like three point contest rules. Yeah, man, I'm going over a hundred. Then I think so. Yeah, if everything's perfect. Yeah. Then, yeah. If I'm walking and like picking up and like maybe putting every thirty. Boom. I think I'm gonna like miss after. So, yeah, I'm gonna get like maybe sixty in, then I'm in. I I made thirty. <laughs> thirty is what is your goal? Like you just went and counted. Well, so so Wait. I just came up with like this thing that I'm doing now. Well, I wanted to do it, but then it snowed like six inches. And I took a break, couple day break, but I'm gonna try to just. I'd been putting just like in the backyard every once in a while, uh, and then I just thought I'm, for my last like rep, I'm just gonna go until I 50 footers till I miss. Yesterday I got 14. Today I get my I got 30. Granted, it's also like 20 something degrees and like snowing and a marksman basket. So all those conditions, I got 30. 30 is the my record right now. Uh. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe uh, I'll measure it out and do it on my um, basket. But you want to just... what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to fucking open up these cards. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> and while I'm opening them up, you guys can talk about the card situation. 
Sure. Okay, so I'm just going to zoom in on if you guys are watching, uh, not listening, and you're on YouTube, you're watching Reed right now, open some cards. But right now, Brixton, if you guys know Brixton Trading Cards, have a uh, you know crossover sponsorship or partnership with DGPT. So their cards are going to be actually licensed. But these are the specific 2023 DGPT trading cards. Uh, they just got them. We talked about them. I opened 12 packs, and I will show you guys my cards uh, once the red's done. But this is oh, our final shit. pack we have opened. Oh, we got something exciting. Oh, I, I got something on the bag. I saw. We got Jennifer Allen. Fucking boom. So these are all the base ones, too. Haley King. Boom. Oh, the checklist. Yeah, you nice. did some sort of weird trick. Oh, I saw being listed on eBay for $30 right now. I know a Paul McBeth Shut already up. sold for like $18. And uh, what's this? Again, a Burr sold for like $17 already. Wow. Second place, the Worlds. Ann Gossage. Barsby. Greg Barsby. Oh, my that's boy like Chandler Kramer! Nice. That's yeah. a rookie card, too. Rookie. Oh, shit. Rookie. I'll put that over there. Fucking Connor O'Reilly. That's probably oh, solid, too. What's that going for, Jay? Champion. That's like, it's at least 12. I haven't, I haven't seen an eagle yet. Paige Pierce. That's probably deep. Maybe. Maybe Major and uh, three-time TGPT winner. Cool. Nice. Maria. Maria Oliva. Thoughts face. Waco, wrong way. Paul McBeth, <laughs> Ben Manahanu. What nice. top five finishers? Event championship. I don't know what that means. Nice. No. I think I, I've actually seen those as well go for like um a couple like almost twenty dollars too. So low key, like everything. Really? I don't know, low that's key, just, people that, are paying twenty dollars for these yeah, cards. That's what. That's what I don't know if like it's like legit or not. Or these are just like first hit, but like they're. I thought they were pretty limited. Um, but these are what the cards are again. These are up close view of what like the DGBT cards look like. Um, yeah, you get it. Um, as well as I will show off what I have as well, or I pulled. Um, uh, well, hopefully, fucking the Paige Pierce and the Simon. Like, wow, yeah, yeah the, it's a tar. It says custom special edition. Uh, it's from the signature series, and then I got a hero series, Haley King. Like a little bit of holographic, and then I got Hello. a number to 20, Nico LaCastro. Um, I have an opening video coming out on the channel coming yeah. this week as well, so you can check out that and my thoughts on the overall pack situation. Hopefully, yeah, I got I got a Brixton box coming in. I just don't know when the date is, but I picked up one of those. They're shipping in April, as well as there's mm. five days left to order another box. Ooh. Yeah, the, the limited pre-order. I bet you they'll have some when they do the release. They'll sell more. But yeah, that's the pre-order. Nice. I will say if we can get like I'll try to flip all these right all these cards right now and we'll see if we can get another Brixton box. Yeah, we'll that'll buy be, another that, Brixton box. Or at least get some of the money off for that. But um I'll ship it. We got one more thing to do. Obviously, we've been doing this the past, I think, four weeks on the podcast, wrapping up every Kirby's Disc Golf World episode. We're going to be rating that ace this week. Obviously, we have to do Adam Hammes getting the ace in Waco. Early takes the outright lead. Adam Hammes, it was going to be gone. It's an ace. In I, I I I enjoyed it. I uh, think it's. I think if he would have won, it would have been like a nine, nine point five. Mm-hmm. But it's dude. It's the last round of a tournament. You are sniffing the lead. You are battling out for the lead. One of the top. I know. So that it, put him back into it. Yeah. he was out of it. Yeah. before that. Yeah, I was you, you back into it. You you win it. It's definitely like a nine point five. Uh, but I'm gonna give it like a. Let's go with a seven, eight. I yeah, man. So for me, it's like it's a basic like level like shot standard ace that I'm sure he's hit hundreds of times. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's 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 not too far. It's so like, yeah, like two forty five or something like that. It's not that big. I think it's more than that, but it's close enough. Yeah, within the vicinity, give or take a hundred. I'll give you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I'm going to go like a 7.1. That's like pretty standard. That was pretty standard. I Do think you think he's really standard. running it? No, not even a chance. Okay. 
I gotcha. I don't think so either. I think I'm going to give him a 7-8 because I think this ace, one, put him back in it, but it makes him look like he was more in it than he really was, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think it's that's fair. Yeah. But that was this week's Rate That Ace. If you guys want us to rate your guys' days, make sure to send them in somewhere. If you guys did enjoy the podcast, make sure to drop a like, share it with your guys' friends. We definitely appreciate all of that. But hopefully, we'll see you in the next one, guys.